At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. You look at, you know, what what we did here last year and what we can improve on and uh, what, what you can build on from last year. So, no, of, of course you look at what we did last year and then just take it from there and you, you build on, on what you had. That was Steelers offensive line coach Pat Meyer. You're going to hear in depth from him a little bit more later on. And I'm going to tell you why there's optimism for the Steelers offensive line. No, seriously, I'm not joking. Optimism for the Steelers Offensive line. I'm Tim Benz. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast. But first, we talk baseball. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for same game parlay bets and bets on all professional baseball games. Create your ideal same game parlay of over three legs and receive up to three 50% profit boosts. That's right. Get a 50% profit boost when you place a qualifying same game parlay wager this week only. Head over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers Sportsbook app for more details. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you had over half a cell phone appearing on the field during the Pirates game last night, you win. Rodolfo Castro slid into third base and a cell phone popped out of his pocket. Now, Castro says that was an accident because he thought he had his sliding mitt in his back pocket. Come on. Making a dumb mistake is one thing. Coming up with a dumber excuse is another. It's the Pirates, so it looks bad because you assume the team was unfocused and undisciplined. If it was anyone else, like the Astros, you'd think it was illegal. But it's the Pirates, so how could anyone assume they were using electronics to steal signs, right? I mean, they're 29th in hits. 
They're 28th in runs. If they're cheating, they aren't any good at it. So let them cheat and burn up more of their data. Maybe Bob Nutting will soon stop picking up the cell phone bills for the players and coaches too. As for tonight, the Pirates are only plus 135 dogs with Mitch Keller against Madison Bumgarner. This is the most interesting game of the series to me. Bumgarner is only 6-10 with an ERA of 396. Keller has been really good in four of his last starts, allowing one run or less. So as a result, there's a narrow line. I get it. And if they are making that line so narrow as to sucker me into betting on the Snakes at minus 159, it's working. I think I might do it. I may even go with the under at 8.5 for minus 118 as well. So how about this for your three-leg in-game parlay? Diamondbacks on the money line. Bumgarner over 4.5 Ks. Keller over 4.5 Ks. That pays out at plus 500. Uh, Another bet that I like tonight. I love the Marlins getting plus 108 at the Phillies with Alcantara pitching. I'll be all over that one. Syndergaard, though, pitching for Philadelphia. That makes it a little bit of a tough read. But Alcantara was great against the Reds last time out, a complete game shutout. So I'm going with the fish there at plus money. Kyle Wright got shelled last time for Atlanta, but I do love the Braves at minus 150 as he looks for win 14 against the Red Sox at Fenway. Verlander is going for win 16 against the Rangers as a minus 315 favorite. Wow, minus 315. If you want a parlay partner, the Dodgers are at minus 175 with Ryan Pepio. They are looking for win number 10 in a row. He's making his Dodgers return to the mound uh, in the big leagues. Made his debut back in May. Started four games this season. ERA of 276, a 135 whip. He's limited opposing hitters to five and a half hits per nine innings, but he's walking guys with a 6.6 walk per nine rate. If you don't like that one against Sonny Gray of the Twins, how about Jose Quintana pitching for the Cardinals for the second time since being traded by the Pirates? He was great in his first outing, allowing just one run in six innings. The Cardinals are minus 160 favorite in Colorado against Kyle Friedland, who is 7-7 seven and seven with an ERA of 456 for the Rockies. Give me Quintana and the Redbirds there. A Dodgers, Cards, Astros parlay comes back at plus 236. If you bet Houston with one of those teams, it'll be about plus 110 to plus 120 on the return. So there's some baseball odds and numbers for you as far as the Steelers go. Interesting comments from Omar Khan, the team's GM, on with 105.9 The X. He was on the Mark Madden show yesterday talking about the decision to extend Deontay Johnson for two years and $27 million guaranteed. You know, we just thought it was a, it was important for us to uh, keep him around for the next couple of years at least and hopefully for longer. And, you know, he, he brings a lot to the table. We're excited to have him here. Well, if Khan is serious about that notion of keeping Johnson even beyond this contract, and should it come to fruition, it would certainly be noteworthy for the Steelers franchise. After all, the team has rarely given multi-year second contract extensions to wide receivers, even good ones such as Mike Wallace and Plexico Burris left out for their first contracts. Last season, Juju Smith-Schuster was brought back for one season after his first deal expired, but only after testing free agency. Johnson's contract could be viewed as somewhat of a bridge deal. Receivers such as Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Adams all signed contracts of at least four to five years for more money with new teams after being traded. So by comparison, 
Johnson's contract was shorter and for less money to stay with his current team. Via Spotrac, Johnson's $18.3 million average annual value slots him 17th among NFL wide receivers. The $27 million guaranteed at signing 22nd, but he'll still be able to hit free agency again at 29 years old. While precedent is rare for the Steelers to give out a second contract to a wide receiver, those that have gotten such an extension have also gotten third deals at that age. Antonio Brown signed his third contract with the Steelers, a four-year, $68 million agreement at 29. Hines Ward's four-year, $25 million contract prior to the team's 2005 season was also negotiated as Ward was turning 29. Khan seems to think that Johnson could be worth a continued investment in that regard based on what he said to Madden yesterday. Now, one major difference between Johnson and those other two longtime Steelers is that Ward and Brown both played with Ben Roethlisberger in his prime. Johnson's productivity over the next few seasons will be dependent upon what the Steelers do in their attempts to find Big Ben's successor. That's a variable that could play into the equation of everyone's future with the Steelers, Deontay Johnson and well beyond And for that matter, Omar Khan as well, if we're being honest. Speaking of the Steelers quarterbacks, here's one you're going to laugh at. Mitch Trubisky, plus 30,000 to be the Super Bowl MVP. You'd be better off betting on me to win the NBA slam dunk contest. DeAndre Swift is plus 40,000, and he plays for the Lions. Marcus Mariota, plus 30,000. James Conner, plus 35,000. That's the company Mitch Trubisky is keeping. Drew Locke of the Seahawks, the guy will be coming off the bench in the preseason opener against the Seahawks on Saturday. His odds are closer to plus 25,000, so put that in Kenny Pickett's pipe and smoke it. Josh Allen favored at plus 800, then it's Tom Brady at plus 1,100. The Steelers holding steady at minus 3.5, plus 100, the money there, to cover a 3.5 point spread against the Cardinals at Akershire Stadium. The line has jumped over under to 36.5. I'm surprised at that. I thought it was way too high at 33.5, let alone 36.5. I'll go under. I guess everybody was thinking Locke was going to start, and now they think Geno might do a better job. I don't know. But uh, under 36.5, minus 118, give me that if we're going under because I think this preseason game is going to be a dog to witness at Akershire Stadium. Okay, when we come back, we talk more Steelers, the offensive line that's on the way next here in the Pittsburgh CityCast. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh, must be 21 gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I mean, I see them every day. They're always trying to improve and they're always like asking me questions or they're asking other people's questions or if I have a question, they answer them. So like so far, like everybody in the room, they've been great and they, you can tell that they're all like obsessed with improving and I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's looking good so far. Everyone's really hungry and I'm excited to keep on working with the guys. That's James Daniels, Steelers offensive lineman. We'll get to the Steelers and their offensive line in just a second. Quick hockey note that I wanted to throw at you. The Rangers are plus 1,900 to win the Stanley Cup. That's a little bit better than the Penguins at plus 2,100. 
Jacob Trouba has been named their captain. Oh, you think think Penguins fans like seeing that? He elbowed their captain to the head, so he becomes the captain of the Rangers, the first one they've had since 2018. Yeah, you got to love that, huh? Logan Cooley, by the way, scored for Team USA uh, when it came to the World Junior Championships first game against Germany, the West Mifflin product, the number three overall pick for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, just looking at the Norris Trophy, man, I don't see Truba anywhere. I can't believe he's not listed for the Norris Trophy odds. Kale McCarr is at plus 150, then a long jump to Victor Hedman at plus 700 and Roman Yossi at plus 700. Adam Fox and the Rangers at plus 900 next. Uh, Yossi should be a little bit closer to McCarr there, I would think. Team USA uh, for the World Juniors, they are minus 1667 to beat Switzerland. Wow. Uh, that's Thursday at 10 p.m. Huge favorites there. Canada at 6 o'clock today. Uh, the puck line is minus 6.5 in favor of Canada, minus 107. The goal total over-under is at 8.5 as they take on Latvia. All right, uh, back to the Steelers. Let's kick them around a little while longer. We've been kicking around the offensive line figuratively. They've been kicked around literally by opposing defensive lines for years now, it feels like. If there's a reason to predict optimism about the Steelers' O-line in 2022, I think it could be boiled down to the simple explanation of, well, it can't be any worse than last year, so I guess it has to be better. Based on some of the stats from last year, that's probably true. According to NFL Next Gen Stats published at ESPN.com, the offensive line was 31st in pass blocking win rate at 49%. It was 30th in run block win rate at 67%. The team was 29th in rush yards per game, 29th in yards per carry, 28th in yards per play, 23rd in total yards per game, and 21st in points per game. Now, a lot of those numbers were the result of a game plan that was hindered on a weekly basis because a poor offensive line couldn't generate push in the run game and couldn't adequately pass protect for Ben Roethlisberger, who at 38 couldn't move within or coming out of the pocket. Only one regular contributor to that offensive line, right guard Trey Turner, has been erased from last year's roster. Dan Moore and Chooks Okorafor are likely back as the starting tackles. Kendrick Green or Kevin Dotson will be at left guard. Dotson seemed to have regressed in his second year at the position, and Green struggled as a rookie at center. J.C. Hassenauer and Joe Haig and John LeGlue are all still in the mix to be the primary backup. So how do things get better? Well, I'll give you a few reasons. First, two spots should be improved via free agency. Mason Cole at center, James Daniels. Those guys will be improvements at those two positions respectively, I think. Daniels at right guard. I, I buy that. But as former offensive lineman and current Steelers radio analyst Craig Wolfley pointed out during one of our recent Letters from Camp podcasts at Trib Live, both players might be on a more significant learning curve than we presumed. Wolfley would only go so far as to say that Daniels is coming along and said that a slow start is to be expected after switching teams. While he gave high praise to Hassenauer, Wolfley said that he could tell that Cole was still getting through an adjustment period of learning the terminology of playing the position with a new franchise. So that's something to watch. But here's a second reason why I think the line might be better this year. They're using more aggressive pass-blocking tactics. During minicamp, many of the offensive linemen talked about how Pat Meyer, the old line coach, is trying to install a more assertive approach to pass-blocking. Meyer said the linemen are embracing the new contacts 
And Myers said the linemen are embracing the new concepts and adapting well to them. Uh, third, if the green Dotson situation goes the way that I think it will, and Dotson with his ankle injury ends up being the backup and green is the starter. I think he'll be better there than he was at a center. Uh, green spent most of his college career at Illinois as a guard. He excelled there. This summer, he's already admitted that he wasn't wild about playing center last year. If there's a good player in that all-Big Ten body, it's probably most likely to be seen at his natural position of strength, and that's guard. Uh, I'll give you a fourth reason why I think the offensive line will be better this year. The tackles will be better after all the experience they got in 2021. A core for now has 35 starts under his belt. In training camp, he's not exactly looking like an all-pro, but he has been going up against one a lot of the time in T.J. Watt. And Watt looks like he's treating this training camp like it's the AFC Championship game or something. Moore, who ended up being a surprise starter for 2021, appears to have gotten bigger and stronger. He's gotten downfield to block effectively on the second level a few times as well. Plus, he's carrying himself, I think, with a great deal of confidence and authority around campus. In the Letters from Camp podcast that I mentioned before, Wolfley actually referred to the interior three positions as a fluid situation, but he gushed about the upside that he's starting to see from the tackles. So if you were discouraged by Wolfley's assessment of the center and two guards, be encouraged by what he's seeing from the tackles. The quarterbacks will help. Uh, I think that's yet another reason why the offensive line might look better because the answer to getting around their deficiencies last year, and, and frankly for most of 2020, centered on Roethlisberger getting rid of the ball quickly. The increased mobility of all three quarterbacks that are there now may allow Matt Canada to game plan and play call with more variety. In other words, if a play breaks down, Mitch Trubisky can scramble for positive yards. Kenny Pickett moves well, too. And while no one's going to confuse Mason Rudolph with Lamar Jackson, he's much more mobile than Roethlisberger is. As negative as I've been towards the offensive line in recent years, I genuinely think all those reasons for Steelers fans to hold out hope for improvement are legitimate. I think they're realistic. I think they're attainable. Now, even if they all come to fruition, does that turn last year's trash offensive line to a good one? No unlikely, but I think this year's group has the potential to graduate from incapable to almost league average, and that's a leap that any Steelers fan, I think, should accept as a major victory. I mentioned Pat Meyer before, the offensive line coach. Let's hear a little what he had to say when he met with reporters on Tuesday. It's uh, me and Mike Pursuta that you hear in the CityCast, Joe Rudder, who you hear in the CityCast from the Trib, Mike from DVE, and I believe Jeff Hathorne from 93.7. The fans in the mix here as well. Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach for the Steelers. When you take over a gig like this, mm -hmm. do you look back much at the situation last year, or do you just start from scratch? Fresh? Uh, obviously, you look at you know what, what we did here last year and what we can improve on and uh, what, what you can build on from last year. So, no, of course you look at what we did last year and then just take it from there and you, you build on, on what you had. What are the early... 
fundamentals you want to instill with I'm these sorry? guys? What are the early fundamentals? Oh, just, I, I mean, everything from, I mean, just fundamentally, it's everything from just how are we setting in pass pro, how are we shooting our hands, to what kind of steps are we taking in the run game, where are our hands going, where are our eyes, what kind of combinations, do we have help, don't we have a, it's every every little aspect of it we try to dissect and break down for these guys and just continue, just work it, work it over and over game and just every day and just stack chips and keep chopping wood every day. I think goal line yesterday was Benny was one for two and then one for two today on uh, seven shots, which was kind of the same thing. Yeah, you, yeah. You feel we like got, you're starting to get some push and some yeah, short yardage Yeah, we need to be we need to be two for two and two for two. I mean, that's obviously what we you know we should have been two for two here today. Um, but yeah, I mean that's yeah that's all part of it. Just again, guys playing together, learning each other, learning uh, you know how they approach the blocks, uh, how the lines approaching the blocks, how the how the backs are pressing the hole and, and doing that type of stuff. So it's again, uh, we're getting better. But we just got to continue to stack the chips and keep 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 chopping wood. When you came in, was there any concern at all? I think you're the fourth voice they've had in this room in three years that you have to yeah. you know do something different. It's a young line, you know. These guys are young. They're a young line. It's not like we got a big veteran line. That's what these guys had. They're a young line. They need to learn. Uh, uh, we, we need to build trust. You know, we need to be able to trust them. They need to be able to trust me. Uh, that part has not been an issue at all. They do, they listen, they try, and that's all I can ask for them right now. Is just continue to just keep trying and keep keep grinding and, and just keep working every day to get better individually, collectively as a group, and then collectively as an offense. One thing that uh, James Daniels and Joe Haig both talked about during minicamp was you have a fundamental game plan of wanting them to be more assertive and aggressive in pass blocking, like setting and being more aggressive in pass blocking. Um, can you speak to that philosophy and how have they adopted it? Uh, you know, anytime, you know, anytime you can be aggressive and make first significant contact, we want to do that. There's going to be times where we're going to have to be more passive because of what the defense is doing, what they're showing, what kind of stunts they're doing, how, you know, the angles, if we're threatened or not threatened. But anytime we can... Uh, get on defenders and keep them as far away from the quarterback as possible, as humanly possible. That's the way we want. That's the way I want them to set. I want them to set. I want them to integrate the pocket, the inside three, or the, you know, build the dish inside and just stay inside out so the quarterback can step up and then the tackles you're setting the width of the pocket. So yes, anytime we can be uh, aggressive, we're going to try to be aggressive by throwing hands and you know working different combinations. What are you seeing at left guard and is the loser of that competition? destined not to be one of the best five or could that still reconfigure oh it can always reconfigure i mean i'm seeing competitions one thing day in and day out day in and day out uh, the competition between you know between those two young men and that's what they are they're two young guys that are uh you know young in, young in their careers in the nfl so it's uh, it's 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 a good competition it's two dogs and one bone they're chewing on it every day so it's uh, i'm excited we're excited about it mike t says it all the time Two dogs, one bone. Let's go. So, uh, it's been a good, good competition. Uh, you know, whoever wins the the, the job, um, obviously they'll be penciled in as the guy, and the other guys are going to continue to push him. Kevin Dotson said he liked that you seem to slow things down maybe a little bit and take more individual attention. Is that something you're you've kind of done throughout your career? Is that what you're kind of known for? Or- uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 they're all different. Yeah, they're all different individuals. They're all different. Even if they play the same same position, they have different athletic traits and they're you know i think you gotta you know you you coach them the same you know fairly but you treat them individually different because they have different attributes that they can do so uh, yeah i mean especially in the off season you kind of slow it down here's what we're trying to accomplish here here's what we're trying to get done and you slow it down for them 
And then now in the fall, it's you know we've worked on it for months and months. Now, now it's time to, to show it and show what we can do. Daniels, what did you know about him before he got here? Now that you got eyes, hands on him here, what do you what do you think of him? Well, he's a again, he's a he's a younger player who's played a lot of who's, who's experienced. You know, he's healthy. That's what you know. When I first got here, and that's what Coach Coach T was you know harping on is we want young guys. That uh, that are healthy, that are experienced, and that's what he is. He's 24 years old, and he's started for four years in the NFL and has played a lot of football games. So, uh, but he's still young, he's still 24 years old, so he still has a lot to learn too. So, uh, and he's working at it too. So, uh, it's uh, you know, and he's making strides. Uh, we are, we all are, uh, me included. We're, we're making strides slowly, but they got to continue to um, progress at a quicker at a quicker pace. What have you noticed from Chooks and Dan? What likes dislikes from most uh, They work. They're professionals in terms of the way they come to work every day, uh, their demeanor, uh, dislikes. I, I can't really say it, but dislike. I mean, they're into, they're into football. They're trying to do the things that I'm asking them to do. Um, again, they're, they're progressing. Uh, you know, obviously, they, those two got to be the guys outside. They got to not let, not let defenses set the edges on us and got to keep that pocket in a blindsided quarterback and, and keep the pocket with the width in the, in the pass game. So, uh, they've been working, uh, you know, with both those two young tackles. I've been I've been pleased with them as you know so far. You're with a franchise now that the radio color analyst is an offensive line, an ex-offensive line. It's good. One of the sideline reporters is an ex-offensive line. <laughs> they got eligibility people, left. Let's people, bring them back. <laughs> people got <laughs> eligibility if they can still play. But people talk offensive line around. No, here I get a it. Lot. I get it. I grew up. I grew up 50 miles from Pittsburgh. I, I get the tradition. I get it, and that's good. I mean, that's the way we want it. You want it that way. You want it that way. You want to be talked about. You want to be talked about. Good or bad, it's like you know what you're doing stuff good, good one week, and then the next week they could be killing you on. It is what it is. That's professional football. That's NFL football, that's Pittsburgh Steelers football, and we're not going to back down from. We're not going to shy away from. We're just going to continue to go. We have to. There's no, nothing else. We're not going to. We're not going to. You know, turn around and put our tail between our legs. We're just going to continue to push forward and keep, continue to work and continue to get better. One of those uh, former offensive linemen, Mike was talking about, said he keeps seeing Hassenauer get better. Is JC quality depth at center, or can he? Or is he? Can he force a competition there? Uh, I mean, it's competition all the time. That's what. Any time you can compete and push each other, it's good for the. It's good for the group. It's good for the guys individually. I mean, I, I see. I see J, JC getting together. I mean, Cole's the guy right now. Uh, no question, Cole's Cole, Cole's the guy right now. But JC's, you know, in there. The five that we start with ain't going to be the five that are going to end the season either. So, I mean, that's what the, you need the quality backups too that, that can push the ones and that are there so that when a one goes down, it's next, next, next man up mentality that, hey, we're, we're going and we're not, going to, we're not going to take a step down. We're going to continue to go, continue to rise, and continue to, to play better. Uh, week in, week out. That's that's our goal. Is everybody else the guy other than left guard? Is that the? I'm sorry. Is everybody else the guy uh, other than left guard? I mean, as of right now, I mean, everybody's still kind of competing. Uh, but that's the that's the position right now where we're actually like competing to say like who we, who we're going to go with. You know, who we're going to go with here. Uh, you know, in the opener, and that's going to be decided over the next over the next couple, two, three preseason games. I mean, Mason Cole it played a lot of guard too. Hmm? What, made, what did you guys see that you thought you'd be a better fit, maybe? Uh, body type, uh, mentality, um, cerebral him, you know, being able to call it and ID it and do all that. Him being comfortable at that position, having other guys on this on this roster that that were more guard type kind of uh, bodies and people that we thought could play guard. Uh, just all those combined, just you know, we we thought that Mason would be uh, the guy to come in and 
and take over the, the leadership of the of, of the group of, in terms of like get them on the same page, uh, both in the run and pass game. What's your anticipation anticipation like for Saturday? In terms of seeing these guys against just go out and compete, get better individually, yeah. collectively as a group and as an offense and as a team. I mean, go out there and do what we've been asking you to do, and go out there against somebody that we haven't now. You know, you're going against now the. the uh, you know, a different color jersey now. Go out there and do what we've been doing in the spring and what we've been doing in the fall camp and, and <laughs> prove to us that, that they're worthy of, of uh, either being starters or backups or making the, make, making the squad for the younger guys. All right, so my thanks to offensive line coach Pat Meyer for taking some time right before the downpour at Latrobe yesterday, and man, did it rain. Now then, for Najee Harris, what does that mean? At Bet Rivers, the line for his rushing yards... Is at 1150 and a half, 1150 and a half yards over minus 112, under minus 113. Uh, I'm going to lean under there. I just can't see him going through an entire year uninjured. And like I said, behind that line and with the quarterback carrying the ball more and the emphasis to not get him hit as often as he was last year. I don't think he gets up to that number. The rushing touchdowns, minus 112 in both directions for the over-under at 8.5. That's a tough one. I'm just going to go under there as well. Not because I don't think Najee's going to have a good season. I think it's going to be a lot like last season for Najee, where he does what he's asked to do well, but probably not good enough because of the offensive talent or lack thereof around him. Uh, All right, when we come back, Tomorrow on the Pittsburgh CityCast, you're going to hear from Cordell Stewart, the former Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, has a new podcast venture. We'll talk to him about that, and we'll look at more from the world of baseball and other outlets as well. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast, and it's brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to betrivers.com.